On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Saturday, May 14th, and man, we got an exciting weekend of Stanley Cup playoff action ahead. Not one, not two, not three, not four. It's like LeBron James years ago. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five championships. Not one, not two, not three, not four game sevens, but five, five game sevens this weekend uh, in the first round. Uh, of the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, and we are definitely excited uh, about that. Ian Cameron, we've got our weekend uh, man, Vito, with us, as he always is every Saturday and Sunday. We have some bad news, though. Uh, what was supposed to be four of us on the show today might just be the two of us here, Vito and I. Uh, Alex is pending to an emergency involving a friend of his, so uh, Alex may not be with us. And unfortunately, our special guest, Daryl Bootland, golf caddying uh, today, uh, and apparently told he's a funny guy, by the way, Told me he needs the money. Uh, so couldn't turn down the money. We ain't paying him shit to be on the ice, guys. So I understand why, uh, you know, he didn't wasn't able to make it here today. Golf caddying uh, is where Daryl Bootland is. Uh, he did, did feel bad uh, that uh, he couldn't make it today, but uh, we'll reschedule him uh, later on uh, in the playoffs. So uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Jeffrey's got the right idea, Vito, in the chat, saying Vito looks pretty dapper today. He did. He dressed up for game sevens. Game seven. Same old, you know, plain blah golf shirt on. That's all I'm rocking. Vito's got the blazer going. So Vito, well done. You're looking well. Every every man has his own style, you know. You cannot judge that. (laughs) That's right. Hopefully your picks are as sharp uh, as the uh, wardrobe. That's (laughs) that's the goal now, uh, for sure. All right, we'll get to game sevens for today. Three of them, uh, obviously. We'll break those down in just a second. But first, let's look back as we always do on last night. Uh, we had some interesting uh, game six action. Uh, Vito, how about the New York Rangers here? Uh, left for dead uh, after game four, down 3-1. I honestly thought, uh, you know, if I could rip up my, if it was a paper b- ticket that I placed that Rangers series bet with, I would have ripped it up after game four. I would have <laughs> said, ah, to hell with this. This series is over. Uh, but let's give the Rangers credit. Game five, it look, it started on their home ice in, at MSG in game five. It started poorly for them. Uh, they were down 2 nothing. Uh, they found a way to uh, come back uh, and win that game uh, in uh, impressive comeback fashion. They had those three quick goals in the second period, just in the blink of an eye, completely turned the game around, uh, and they ended up winning game five at MSG. And I kind of expected them to do that because I, like, I did like the Rangers in game five, and they cashed in. I wasn't so sure about them winning last night, even with Sidney Crosby out, you know, because in theory, the Penguins have enough in their arsenal and in their lineup to be able to step up without him. But, and look, they got off to a great start again, just like in game five, Vito, a two nothing lead for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And just like game five, they couldn't make it stand up uh, as the New York Rangers rally back uh, penalty trouble for the Penguins in the second period. I think, the look that you could have seen Mike Sullivan give to Evan Rodriguez in that second period for that dumb, selfish, self-inflicted wound penalty that he took that really gave the Rangers momentum. He looked like he was ready to kill him. Seriously, Mike Sullivan was not, he was, you could tell, he was just, you son of a bitch, taking that stupid penalty, taking that selfish penalty, giving a team that was right behind the eight ball life in that game last night. And that's exactly what that penalty did. Zabanajad gets the two, one goal and he got going after having a very quiet series. Chris Kreider makes an impact. They end up taking the lead. 
Uh, Pittsburgh ties it. Evgeny Malkin and shout out to uh, Ray Bryce, our guest yesterday on the show. He said Malkin to score uh, on the show yesterday, and he did uh, getting that uh, 3-3 goal uh, yesterday. But then Louis Domingue shows sometimes why he's Louis Domingue at the end of that game and why he's a marginal backup goaltender, and that's what he's been throughout the last several years in the league. That is a puck that has to be stopped, period. Period. That's it. It has to to be stopped. An NHL goaltender has to make that save right there on that 4-3 Rangers goal. Uh, Just a brutal one to give up, and it's that first moment where if you're Pittsburgh, you can say, yeah, we kind of need Tristan Jari back. You have not really had to say that at any point in this series. But when you saw that 4-3 goal go in, it's like, yeah, we kind of need Tristan Jari back at this point. And they need Sidney Crosby back, too. Uh, there's no question. A guy like he that today. settle it down. Yep. Yeah. Crosby in, uh, skated today in the practice. So, you know, it's playoffs. I don't think maybe he's 100% ready. But uh, it is what it is. It's game seven, you know, and they need him. So I think we might see the Crosby as well playing there. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, I think <laughs> credit to Rangers. You know, they yep. battle back great, you know. And it looks like she's choking out again, playing pretty well. And yeah, the fans just blowing that, blowing the leads, you know. So it's going to be hard. Exactly. We were finding out that, uh, you know, I'm not surprised they're showing a little guts, a little heart, a little character. Uh, Gerard Gallant is a man of character, uh, the head coach. And a lot of times the head coach yeah, and his personality will filter on down through to the players. You know, if the general leads, the troops will follow. You know, that's the old saying. And Gerard Gallant never quits. Gerard Gallant was never the kind of person that would give in. He'd play as when he played the game, you know, 30, 35, 40 years ago, that Gerard Gallant was a guy that would give it his all game in, game out, shift in, shift out. And he'd never quit on a game or, or his team. And I think we saw that with the Rangers, that maybe they're getting a little character and a, a little guts from their head coach, uh, Gerard Gallant, these last two games. And all, uh, to me, the big thing is Zabanajad, Kreider, the big guns are stepping up for the New York Rangers. No question about that. And now we have ourselves kind of an unexpected Game 7 uh, tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. And, of course, the Crosby watch is on. No question about that. Uh, will he be in the lineup? If he is at least able to skate without any significant you know, pain or setback, you got to believe he's going to play uh, tomorrow night in Game 7. He'll do everything he can given the uh, nature of the importance of that game. Uh, Florida-Washington beat. Oh, man, Washington had that game multiple times in the palm of their hands. And each time Florida snatched it away. Uh, very, very disappointing uh, for the Washington Capitals uh, as they fall to the Florida Panthers. Carter Verhage, we were wondering if he'd play early in the day on the show yesterday. We mentioned he was a game-time decision. He ended up playing, and he ended up making another massive impact with the uh, overtime game-winning goal, capping off what was really an amazing series for Carter Verhage uh, for the Florida Panthers. He was absolutely outstanding. Uh, and look, if you're Washington, you know, you, you you're playing a damn good hockey team, no question. We did start to get a little concerned at times in this series, Vito. Would Florida, yeah. you know, have that playoff mentality, be able to find a way to win a tough playoff series? Uh, and for the Florida Panthers, they answered those critics. You know, they were down two to one in this series at one point, uh, and they ended up uh, rallying back uh, for three straight wins in this series to finish off the Washington Capitals in six games. They got behind last night twice. They battled back each time. I think Florida answered some of the people doubting them and some of the naysayers saying, ah, Florida, are they ready for playoff hockey? Is the style they play going to work? And is it going to translate into the Stanley Cup playoffs? All we talked about, Vito, all season was the cardiac cats and all these great comeback victories come from behind victories for the Florida Panthers. Well, they pulled off multiple comeback wins here in this series against the Washington Capitals. So, I guess they are ready uh, to win uh, in the playoffs, the Florida Panthers. And for Washington, if you watched Alex Ovechkin veto after the, the series lost last night, um, he looks like he's frustrated with the direction of this organization. He's like, we're, we're in a fucked up situation. That's, that's the, exactly the quote that he said uh, after the game right now. Uh, bemoaning the fact that the Washington Capitals, since the year they won the Stanley Cup, which I believe was 2018, they have mm-hmm. not won a playoff series, not one. They have not won a single playoff series. They have been bounced in the first round every year since winning that Stanley Cup in 2018. And the frustration of that, Vito, it's getting to number eight. Yeah, well, uh, again, if you look 
only one shot from him in a, yesterday, you know, a bit important game. And Ove usually comes up with more shots, you know, but it is what it is. And overall, I think uh, Claude Giroux has now finally really stepped up for Florida. You know, I think it always takes some, maybe a month when you're in a new team, you know. And yesterday, I think Giroux was the best player, you know. I think he got one goal, two assists. Amazing assist, actually, in that Verhagi goal. So, yeah, I think we are starting to see Giroud addition here on Panthers, especially in yesterday's game, stepping up big, you know, and getting those series done. That's what experienced guys do, you know. Nick Earl's right. The correlation of the Capitals not winning a playoff series since they won the Stanley Cup is the same correlation of them not winning a playoff series since they fired Barry Trotz. That's absolutely true. And, of course, uh, he went to the Islanders. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, and now the Islanders have fired Barry Trotz. So, uh, maybe fade the Islanders in the playoffs now every year. So after f- firing, uh, Barry Trotz, uh, maybe that's what we should be yeah, doing. Next if, year. if you will see them in the playoffs. Yeah. If, if you see, yeah, you're right. The Eastern conferences look, sorry to bust your uh, bubble here, Nick Earl. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Washington in this mix too, Vito. Like Washington was the last wildcard team this year. They barely got in. Look at the landscape of the Eastern Conference going into next year. Toronto's not going anywhere. They're going to be good for a few more years at least. Tampa Bay, okay, you know, they're struggling in the first round to get past Toronto, but they're still going to be a pretty good hockey team. Florida's going to be great for years. Uh, Look out for them. Uh, The Rangers are up and coming. Even if they don't pull off this comeback against Pittsburgh, they're going to be a consistent playoff team for years with the core they've assembled, including Shesterkin and Nett. You look at some of the teams, too, that are were out of the playoffs last year. Ottawa's only going to get better. Look out for what Stevie Y and the Detroit Red Wings are building. They're going to be a team on the rise. Look at the way the Buffalo Sabres closed the season uh, this year. And look at the inroads that they think they can make next year. They're, they're going to be think going into next year, that Buffalo team, thinking they can challenge for a playoff spot. And why wouldn't they think that with the way they finished? You know, th- so when you look at it for Washington, for the Islanders, uh, for some of the, and even the Bruins who could have some turnover if they don't get past Carolina today, you know, there's no guarantee any of those teams are playing postseason hockey next year, Vito. Do you agree with that? Like Islanders, Capitals, Bruins, those three teams in particular stand out to me. They're going to have to work their fucking ass off to get back into the playoffs because a lot of these top teams in the East, they're not going anywhere. They're only going to be, they're going to be as good, if not better than they were this year. And you've got some of those non-playoff teams like Ottawa, pushing for a playoff spot. Maybe Buffalo, I think, certainly is going to push for a playoff spot. And teams like that could push one of these lower-rung teams out of there. Yeah, well, <clears throat> uh, definitely. Well, the older guys are just, you know, getting older and they will finish with their uh, careers soon, you know. And for the Bruins, the core is Bergeron and Marchand, you know. And, I mean, the guys are also getting older, you know. They're skating slower. If you just look at Ben and Sagan, Sagan, those guys don't skate at all, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just they're getting older and we have youth coming in, you know, and so sooner or later it will flip, you know. That's how it is. And then teams like Islanders, Bruins and Capitals, those guys, if they don't make the playoffs, then they can go and play World Championship, you know. But like now, there is like Barzal in the Canada team, I think, and some uh, Jets players and so on, you know. <laughs> And by the way, you mentioned it, Vito. One shot on goal last night for Ovechkin. Yeah. And he's talking about a fucked up situation with the organization. How about the fucked up situation that in a must-win elimination game on your home ice, you only had one shot on goal? No, we don't see that from Ovi you know. Yeah. How about that fucked up situation, Ovi? Like, you got to be a little bit better than that, you know, in a game of that magnitude. Uh, That's a pretty fucked up situation, if you ask me. One shot on goal from him last night? Yeah. You're right. It didn't feel like he was all that noticeable and distinguishable uh, in that game against Oshie. Oshie is very well. I think Oshie was the best player. No doubt. Oh, oh, you can't ask for more from TJ Oshie. You can't. He was absolutely brilliant in that series. He was the well, best. Oshie and Backstrom, because you know those guys actually missed the whole season, you know, and now they were at their best shape. So they were the most noticeable actually in playoffs from Caps, I think. No doubt. Uh, like I say, I've got nothing but respect for o- Oshie. Oshie always gives you a, a, a great playoffs. Every year he shows up in the postseason. What did he do in this series? Look, six games, one, two, three, five, six goals in six games for TJ Oshie. And he had uh, two, four, five, six, six points as well. So there you go. Six goals, six points. 
uh, sorry, seven points, uh, six goals and seven points. Or, yeah, yeah, six goals, seven points for TJ uh, here in the first round. You can't you, ask for more than that. If you just look how he plays defensively as well, you know, he works yeah. hard. He always stays in the shooting light lane and he's just great overall player, you know, in offense and defense. I think he's very great. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let's go to the final game last night. Uh, shame on me, Calgary and regulation. I took it. And as soon as Dallas went up one, like Calgary's like controlling the game early. They're all over Jake Ottinger. They're playing in the Dallas zone. Uh, couldn't finish any of their chances. Dallas comes down on a Joe Pavelski, a great drop pass to Rupe Hints. Probably a shot that Jacob Markstrom would tell you he'd like to make that save. He didn't. Dallas went up one nothing, and I said right then and there, I don't feel good anymore about this Calgary finishing it off tonight in regulation. And sure enough, look, let's give Dallas credit. I've ripped Dallas a lot and criticized them for, you know, they score a goal and they try to sit on it. And believe it or not, they tried to do that last night again at the beginning. But they got a 2 nothing goal. Calgary came back quickly with two quick goals to tie it. And it forced Dallas out of that style of play. They had to attack once it got to 2-2. And it led to one of the better games of the series. I was stunned how much ebb and flow and back and forth and trading of chances there were last night in that Stars-Flames game. Way more than we've seen at any point previously uh, in this series. To be honest, a series that's been pretty dull when you look at it for the most part. But it was back and forth, and it was a highly entertaining game. And give Dallas credit. They manned up. Pavelski was outstanding. When is Pavelski not a great player in a big game? He was again last night. And even Sagan was noticeable, at least, for the Dallas Stars in that game. Hints was solid. Uh, they got Michael Roffel at both ends of the ice. His 200-foot game last night for the Dallas Stars was impeccable. So step, credit to Michael Roffel as well, who played a big role in Dallas winning well, last night. Vito he and he also got the seven. first line. Like, uh, you know, he was, I think, in second or third line, and now he plays in the first line. So that's a boost for him. Yeah, it is. And uh, he deserves the promotion from Rick Bonus for sure, uh, with the way he has played. But, you know, da that was the first game in the series where I can really say, you know, Dallas deserves a ton of credit. That was a great game from their standpoint. You know, they actually, they got speed through the neutral zone against Calgary. And that's not a strength of the Dallas Stars. But they got speed through the neutral zone, Vito, and they had Calgary running around multiple times in their own zone, unable to sort out coverage, unable to track the puck, and it led to multiple Dallas goals. And, you know, the the, the point shot that went in, I believe it was from Haskinen that made mm -hmm. it 3-2. Uh, that was just Calgary not sorting out their defensive zone coverage, not tracking the puck, letting Dallas enter the zone with speed, which is something they have not allowed Dallas to do very much in this series. And that really is what allowed the Stars to get going last night. And it was the first time where Dallas actually looks like a competent offensive hockey team. And I don't think they're a great offensive team. Last night, they looked like it. I think part of it was, you know, they stepped it up. Part of it was Calgary was, that was not Calgary's A game defensively. Not even close. Giving up the blue line too easy. Giving up speed through the neutral zone. Not sorting out coverage. Not the kind of Calgary defensive uh, performance that Daryl Sutter Vito is going to like very much. Yeah. Well, if you just look from the star side, I mean, how you? When was the last time we saw saw forty shots from Dallas Stars? I mean, I can't really remember. You know, so a forty shot performance, out shooting Calgary Flames. That was a very great performance from Stars. Yeah, and uh, well, I got I when when Calgary was trailing to Stars one two in the series. I think it was a great price to uh, take Calgary at minus one fifteen to win the series. So it all it all has came down to the game seven. I still think Flames will get it done, you know. I think Daryl Sutter mentality and everything, and I, I think it's going to be a close one, to be honest. I know, as, as every other game, you know. And But, yeah, I'm definitely on Flames in uh, this series. Yeah, uh, definitely an interesting game seven, and there's pressure on this. Cal I mean, everyone's talking about the pressure that's on Carolina even, because, look, Carolina's lost two of the last three years in the playoffs to the Boston Bruins. So there's a decent amount of pressure on them at home today. Obviously, it goes without saying, the pressure on Toronto. They haven't won a playoff series in 18 years. High-definition television, since that's been around, we have not seen the Leafs win a playoff series. So there's obviously pressure on them tonight. Edmonton, there's incredible pressure on them tonight as well, at home in a Game 7 to try to beat the LA Kings. So there's pressure on all these teams, but no one's talking about the pressure on Calgary uh, quite as much. You know, Calgary's been a team that spit the bit with early playoff exits uh, the last few years. 
So when you look at it, you know, this is a, this is going to be a major, major test for them of their ability to finally step up in the big moment uh, and get it done in game seven. So uh, it's going to be fascinating. What I like for Calgary, though, is Johnny Gaudreau has really played. Even in the loss last night, he was noticeable. He had chances. He was making things happen. So uh, good stuff there from uh, him. And uh, I still think Calgary will win game seven, but obviously going to need the distance uh, to be able to move on to the second round for them. All right, let's go to game sevens. We've got three of them here on Saturday. Let's break them down. We can't wait. It's nothing better really in sports, but especially this sport, hockey, when it comes to game seven. You know, it's one of the most dramatic, tense, exciting. If you're a fan of these teams, the most nerve-wracking experience of your sports fan life. Seriously. If you are a fan of one of these teams, your stomach is churning. It is literally in knots for like the entire hockey game, especially if it's a close game. So enjoy. If you're a fan of the Bruins, the Hurricanes, the uh, Lightning, the Leafs, the Kings, or the Oilers today, uh, you're gonna your stomach's just gonna be man. I can't take this, uh, but it is gonna be an exciting day. Can't wait. We'll start with Game Seven between the Boston Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes. We've got Carolina minus one forty home favorites, five and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, let's start with the side in the total. I, I'm going with care. I'm sticking with Carolina. Uh, I think they win the series. I think they win game seven today. Home ice prevails. I still stand by the fact that if they don't give Boston's power play chances uh, re- repeatedly, they keep this series five on five. They will uh, be able to win this game and they will win this game today. However, I will say that the Bruins finally have some step up performances given to them in that game six victory at home. The question now is going to be, can Boston get, you know, Taylor Hall doing what he did? Eric Howell, Eric Howell, I've told you before game six that he needed to get going. He has just done nothing in this series, but he got a huge goal for them uh, in game six, which is a great, great sign for the Bruins. It's also a great sign that they got Hampus Lindholm back in game six, and you already see what a difference maker he made to the blue line, getting him paired with Charlie McAvoy. That is a terrific top pair defensive uh, pair uh, for the Bruins, Lindholm and McAvoy. The problem is I don't love anything else behind them. Forbert's been a shot-blocking machine, and Jimmy Murphy, our colleague, actually had a great article about Forbert. He has been blocking a shit ton of shots in this series. He deserves credit for that. Uh, But Carlo, Riley, Clifton, you know, they're, they're all right, but they, they, they're not as deep up in, on, the, on the blue line as Carolina. We've talked about that with Slavin, D'Angelo, Pesci, Shea, Ian Cole, Brendan Smith. It's a great one through six. Uh, even up front, you know, you could still get Fostall and Niederreiter on the third line. Uh, and you've even got a fourth line. Derek Stepan, a veteran. Uh, yes, Barry Kotkaniemi is struggling mightily. He has not done much of anything in this series. That's why he's on the fourth line now uh, with Max Domi. Same thing. Uh, those three guys have struggled, but they are a fourth line that can still score, you know, if given the opportunity. So that tells you how much depth Carolina has when you've got a Max Domi and a Kotkaniemi on the fourth line for this team. Uh, Nita Ryder, Stahl, and Foss, the third line. Tara Vine and Trocek. Marty Natchez, the second line. I think Marty Natchez props are worth a look again. Seth Jarvis as well with Aho and Svechnikov. Aho is usually a pretty big game player for the Carolina Hurricanes. He's been that way in the past. You know, I could see that being a a good prop uh, in this game as well. For Boston props, Vito, I'm not going to overcomplicate it. I know what I'm going to get from one guy in particular in a game seven for the Boston Bruins, and that is everything in his his guts, you know, to be a big-time impact player, and that's Patrice Bergeron. He's been through these game sevens a million times, he, I'm not over going to overthink it. This is not the game sevens to me are not the time where you say, oh, let's go shopping for the bargain bin. Let's take a shot on that plus 400 uh, player prop with the fourth liner uh, or the third liner. No, I, I'm, I'm keeping it very simple in a game seven. A lot of the player props that I'm targeting are the guys that are up the lineup, top six forwards, big time defensemen that have a track record of showing up, being big time performers, showing up in the clutch getting it done and playing their best in a game seven, you know, and to me, that's Patrice Bergeron uh, for the Boston Bruins today for Carolina, you know, with the, a lot, a lot of their players have struggled in game sevens because they haven't won as many compared to Boston. But, you know, I think Jarvis has shown enough that he's a guy that's willing to pay the price and score big goals. 
Aho, I think, is going to have a good game. He's had some big playoff elimination games in the past for Carolina. Uh, Natchez, because he's moved up to the second line. So those are some of the props I'm looking at. I like Carolina to win game seven. I'm not going to lay minus 140, though, with them in this game for a very simple and obvious reason. I already have them in the series. You know, I already took Carolina in the series. Minus, uh, I think it was even money before it started. Uh, minus 115, I believe. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm not adding on. I'm not piling on uh, with Carolina. I'm just going to let the series bet play out. Hopefully, Carolina closes it out. We cash the series bet. If you didn't bet Carolina to win the series, then I'd say, you know, take Carolina here in game seven. But I'm not going to do that. I like over five and a half as well. Somehow, some way, all these games continue to go over the total in this series. Why should this be any different? And you already know, Vito, that I'm going to be on the third period over uh, in this game as well. Uh, and by the way, with the third period overs, BetMGM, among other books, you can actually bet them before the game. You know, you could find third period totals, you know, in these games. Third period total over two minus 125 third period over at uh, BetMGM. So I'm on that as well. The third period over. I'm on the third period over once again in every game seven uh, here today. And one more bet, Vito, that I'm on and shout out to our. Good friend of the show who's been on multiple times, Brett McLean. He actually texted me this morning about this, that he was thinking, the strategy of his veto. And I'll ask you if you agree with it. He is going to put something on the draw in every game today. All three game sevens, the draw. And you can find the price of those draw bets at pl more than plus 300 at every book. So he's going to take the draw in Boston, Carolina, the draw in Toronto, Tampa, and the draw in LA, Edmonton. If just one of the three game sevens today goes to overtime, that is profit. That will be a profitable endeavor. If just one of the three games goes to overtime, if somehow two games of the three today go to overtime, then you're talking about a significant payday uh, all of a sudden. I don't think it's that bad to consider that. I think Brett's got a decent strategy there because you look at these series Boston Carolina is the one I'd be concerned about because we've seen a lot of 5-2, 5-1 wins by margin. But a couple of those goals were two empty net goals late, making it a misleading final score. Toronto-Tampa Bay, we've seen back-to-back one-goal games, including an overtime game. So Toronto-Tampa Bay, certainly, it's within the realm of possibility we could see overtime. LA-Edmonton, you know, that was a tie game late in the third before Edmonton got the go-ahead goal from Tyson Berry in the last game and the game before that game five went to overtime with the Kings and the Oilers. That is a series we could see in overtime game. So I like his strategy. Shout out to Brett McLean for mentioning that a little bit on all three games, draw one of them, just one game out of the three goes to overtime. You're going to be profitable. I think it's not a bad way to go about it. Uh, Vito, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, well, definitely one of the games are ending draw. I think, you know, even maybe two and that is a bigger profit. So, yeah, I think it's a great strategy. I mean, to bet all the games, you know, not try to guess which one maybe. Just go with all the games, you know, and I think one game is going to the draw. We start to see these games, well, in the beginning of the series, it was big gaps and in the wins. Now we already saw Tampa, Toronto going to OT, you know, and maybe get, the games are getting now a little bit closer, you know. Oilers and the Kings again to the OT. A lot of OTs are starting to be here. And we've been moving closer to the end of the series, you know. And well, overall, about this uh, game, well, it's been a home series, uh, home series for for now, you know. And I think Boston, uh, what I hear from Cass uh, Bruce Cassidy, they knew that if they want to advance, they need to win one on the road, you know, because uh, they were pretty confident that they will get the job done at home. So here they are on the road, and they need to win one road, one on the road to advance. But really, in the end, I think it really comes down to the special teams, to be honest, because. Uh, Canes, Canes are good five on five. I mean, uh, they, they they are good, you know. But Bruins are not worse. And uh, again, we saw, you know, Canes always are like not uh, whining, not whining, you know. But they are always telling that refs like are giving their penalties too much, you know, on the Canes, and then Brindamore takes some challenge on the review one game and gets a penalty as well, and they uh, blew that game, you know. And now the last time they were in Boston, actually Boston got all the penalties, you know, and we saw Canes on the power play and. But what happens, happens 5-2 for Boston. And actually, again, for Boston, you know, they had this perfection line. And now they, again, split it up. And the uh, guys get a momentum again, you know, what they had before. And the depth been ste stepping up. 
and all the other things. But yeah, if you ask me who's going to win the game four, obviously I think I would go with Carolina here, but uh, I'm not laying. I think that minus 140, uh, I, I would go with the regulation, even I know that it's a playoff and it's easy to end in a tie. But I think it's not, you don't need to overthink uh, this too much. I mean, game's been better all season and the uh, game's depth is just better and it's a game seven. And I don't think they're, they need to change a lot. You know, they've been playing well at home. You know, they have won all the games. So, yeah, I think it's the same preparation. Nothing changes, as Brinda Moore says, you know, and uh, just need to get those uh, power play a little bit rolling, you know. And yeah, you mentioned Sebastian Aho. I think he's a very good player because I used to play with a center like that, uh, which only passes, you know. He doesn't score a lot, but the passes he do and the way he skates and the job he's doing on dice, he does a lot of good job, you know. So, yeah, I, I'm going to go here with the Canes. I like them here in uh, regulation. But another look, actually, I think uh, over five and a half, even if, if it's the last game and even if we can see things being tightening up, but again, you know, we're talking about game seven. The goalie can be pulled in the end. And uh, that five and a half, I think, has even better price than it was uh, before in the all, all games, you know. So definitely Carolina is one bet for me in regulation. I will go with, a, I think, like plus 120. Maybe you can even go with the puck line here. I mean, it's not a bad price there as well. I just think, you know, Kings are a hungry team. And I think they get the job done here today here. All right, like in Carolina and regulation, the over as well. You know, first period draw, not a bad, not a bad suggestion. By all uh, let me tell you that. one thing more. I think yeah. first period, if you have that bet, uh, first ten minutes, no score, that could be a great look. I mean, I don't, I think, I yeah. think things will come out very play. Of course, a tight hockey, so I don't think they will be scoring at least in the first ten minutes. Yeah, look at Florida, Washington. Look at even the Rangers, Pittsburgh. You know, look at the look how the Rangers and the Penguins turned into this big shootout last night, and it started out very tentatively, and we got through ten minutes with no goal. Same with Florida, Washington, first goal in that game didn't happen till very late in the uh, first. Uh, uh, no, there wasn't a goal. There wasn't a goal in the first period last night with the Panthers and Capitals. Uh, so you know, that's I think there's something to that. I think there's definitely strategies that you can consider in these three game sevens. I like what Brett McLean suggested with the full game draw in all three games. You put put a little on each, one of them hits, you're profitable. You're up money, essentially. First period draw, which occupancy mentions, that's not a bad look because you expect, you know, pretty tight affair uh, early in the game. That's definitely possible uh, there in that. Uh, like I say, we saw Rangers-Pittsburgh, as Vito says, the first 10 minutes for there not to be a goal. That's definitely something that's a positive expectation wager. Rangers Penguins had no goal in the first 10 minutes last night. Florida Washington had no goal in the first 10 minutes last night. Uh, and in fact, the whole first period, there was no goal. And we're talking again about the early game, you know. Yep. So we have seen these branch games go starting slowly. So I think first period, yeah, 10 minutes, no goal. Yeah, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. This is this is a late brunch. If, if, you're, if you're eating yeah. brunch at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, this is a, yeah, it's a later brunch than normal. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's an afternoon. They still they don't go on the morning skate, I think, in these days. Yeah. Like, <laughs> only in, on, they have morning skates only if the game is at 7. So <laughs> I think that's really <clears> – sorry, I think that's really what matters, you know, that more, having that morning skate. If you don't have that morning skate, I think teams tend to, slow, uh, tend to start to play a little bit slower, you know. Yep, and then they've opened up second and third period, both games last night, Florida and Pittsburgh. You just all of a sudden saw it open up. So uh, that's why, you know, don't get too upset if, um, you know, it starts off if slowly. If, you know, that's why you can't panic. I mean, so many of these overs that have cashed for me, and I know Andrew McGinnis feels the same way, they've had really bad starts. I mean, they've been no score, one nothing after the first period, and you're like, man, my over is in trouble. But no, hang on, calm down, That's relax, lucky. breathe. There's still 40 minutes to go. And look at, we've seen a lot of those overs still end up cashing. Of course, it explodes. Hockey. I mean, yeah. how many bets we have placed. I mean, as well in the show, I think last week, uh, I, th I think it was Capitals Florida playing. And it was also a very slow start, brunch game, and it ended up like on a good score. So, yeah, this is hockey. I mean, you know, you can get three goals in five minutes in second period. And all of a sudden, it's over, you know, because... Uh, so in hockey, you can never, never judge too early the game, you know. That's 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 the advice that should we should we should take that sound bite from Vito and just stick it to the top of the Ice Guys YouTube channel. It's because we need to remind people: don't fret about a bet after the first twenty minutes. All right, it's just yeah. not worth it. There's just so much hockey, so much can change. 
you know, in the second and in the third period combined. And man, this first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs is living proof of that. You know, that things can just change on a dime and you should never, you know, consider any wager a lost bet after just one period of hockey. You know, that's probably the best thing we can say uh, about uh, not, not just the playoffs, but anytime really in the NHL, you know, let it play out and, and see how things unfold. Speaking of how will things unfold, Vito, we turn now to Tampa Bay and mm-hmm. Toronto. This is like a judgment day for the Toronto Maple Leafs franchise. I mean, here we are again, another opportunity to win a game series and win a game seven. Uh, Toronto hosting the two-time defending champion Lightning. Minus 125, they are home favorites. Six and a half the total in this game. My gut tells me this team is due to make take that step, Toronto. It's just, I've got that feeling in, in my bones about it that, you know, they've suffered so much. They've played such a good series so far, toe-to-toe with this Lightning team, that sometimes they're due, you know, to finally exercise the demons and take that next step forward. But I ain't betting it. No way. (laughs) It's a gut feel. I'm picking Toronto. I am not betting Toronto. And you can say I'm chicken shit all you want, and maybe I am. But that's the way. I honestly feel in the pit of my gut they're going to find a way, the Leafs, to finally get this done. But I, I don't have the guts to, I'm not, and I'm not laying a price. You know, you give me Toronto at a decent underdog price here, then maybe I'm interested. But minus 125, no, I'm not. I am going to be on the uh, over in this game, six and a half, but especially more so the third period over. Yeah, you know, I'm betting uh, all of those here in the game sevens today, uh, and I'm on the uh, third period over two and a half plus 115 here uh, in this third period. When you look at it here in this uh, Lightning Leafs game, I still think the Leafs at five on five. They've been at least the equal, and I would say at much of this series, they've been even better than Tampa at times, five on five. That has been impressive to see. You look at overtime in game six, ultimately all kinds of chances for Toronto. Chance upon chance, they had to end that game, end that series uh, in game six. And Vito, you got to be impressed with how they bounced back after a tough start. You know, they got behind 2 nothing. There was a shorthanded goal by Anthony Sorelli. And at that moment, when he made it 2 nothing the other night, I'm like, you know what? This is over. We're going to go back to game seven. The Leafs ended up, you know, showing some resolve, showing some fight back, some pushback in them, uh, which they did not do in game four. They tied it up. John Tavares, what a time for John Tavares, who I have criticized, who Leaf fans were just sick of not doing anything offensively. What a time for John Tavares to finally step up and make it happen. Uh, back-to-back games. Big goals for the Leafs, suddenly finding some offense again. I uh, gave them a 3-2 lead. But unfortunately, like I said yesterday on the show, the Leafs still remain Lemony Snicket of the NHL. The Lemony Snicket of the NHL, a series of unfortunate events, always seems to plague this team and this franchise. It was, I think, kind of a fluke play, an accident that Alex Kerfoot's stick came up on Victor Hedman. But when you're trying to close out the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions on the road in game six, and you're up 3-2, protecting a one-goal lead in the third period, you cannot give that team a five-on-three for a minute 50. You are flirting with disaster. You are playing with fire, and the Leafs got burned. The five-on-three, obviously, Kucherov ties it up, and it's what led to overtime. And, of course, the Leafs had their chances. Give Vasilevsky some credit as well. He's not at his best series. I still don't think he's you know, been consistent for 60 minutes in this series in terms of a full game performance. But that was vintage, classic Andre Vasilevsky at his absolute best in the overtime in game six. He was phenomenal. He made a couple of huge saves, huge saves to make that, uh, keep that game going and give the Lightning the chance to end it with Braden Point's goal. That's the scary thing for Toronto. You know, if that's the Vasilevsky we see for 60 minutes tonight, and we know his track record in Game 7s, we know Tampa Bay's track record in Game 7s is damn good, and we know the Leafs' track record in any sort of game to move on to the next round is pathetic. It is pathetic. They're 0-9, Vito. 0-9 since 2013 in games where they've had a chance to move on in the playoffs. 0-9. That is absolutely brutal. And yet, at the same point in time, I keep looking at this team. I look at their eyes. I look at what they're saying. I look at what the, the way they're playing in this series. I look at Austin Matthews coming out after game six and that tough loss saying, we just need to put our goddamn balls on the line here and go after it uh, in game seven. 
It's the kind of stuff I like to hear from one of the best, the, maybe the best player on the team. It feels in the pit of my gut like this is a team ready, ready to as, to uh, ascend to that next step. But am I betting it? No, not at minus 125, not with the baggage, not with the history. And they're going against a team that all they need to do, all they all they know how to do, Tampa Bay Vito, is close it out and win these type of games. So uh, I'm just going to be on small on the full game. I don't love the full game over, but man, it's it, 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 somehow, some way, all these games recently in this series have gone over the total. Uh, I am definitely on the uh, third period over even more. So small over six and a half, bigger on the over two and a half in the third period here at plus 115 tonight. Um, Toronto's got to come out strong. I think if you like Toronto, maybe the first period, because you would think this has got to be a strong 20 minutes. Home ice, crowd's going to be nuts. The, the voice of the Leafs is telling everybody on Twitter, get in your seats for the anthem. Be there, be ready, be loud. Uh, we'll see if they are tonight. So I think if you like the Leafs, I think the first period might be even better to look at. As far as props go, Vito, for Tampa Bay, it starts and ends for me for player props for game seven tonight with Braden Point. All right? Braden Point, all he does is show up in game seven or in a playoff elimination game, a big game. Look what he did in game six, overtime game winning goal. Uh, he's just a big game performer. He is the obvious choice. Shots on goal to score a point, score a goal. Braden points the obvious player prop choice, in my opinion, for the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. For Toronto, they don't have as many guys that we we trust, you know, in, in big games to step up and elevate. But I think Austin Matthews is might be ready to do that. You know, the look in his eyes uh, says it that I think he's going to have a win or lose. He's going down swinging tonight. So I think Austin Matthews could be that guy for the uh, Leafs. And again, in game sevens, I'm not trying to be too cute. I'm trying to focus on the players that are the bigger names, the bigger stars, and the guys that I trust and have have seen a track record of them stepping up in a game seven situation. Braden Point certainly has done that for Tampa. And even though not so much Austin Matthews, I think this is a time for him to do it. I think he's ready. Uh, I think he's had a very good series. I think he's played awesome. Austin Matthews, the last couple games uh, of this series in particular, uh, and he might be ready to make a big impact here in Game 7. Vito, what do you think here? Game 7, this is fascinating. you got the two-time defending champs and a team that for years, Toronto, they've been good enough to make a deep playoff run, and yet they can't get over this first-round hump. It is the noose around their neck. It is the albatross on their back. It is the fucking piano and the monkey combined on their back. Can they finally shake it off tonight? (laughs) <laughs> nice intro okay yeah well or a little bit of, well Tavares yeah you know th- these are playoffs you know and we see those guys which are actually grinding and not playing too cute you know th- those are the guys who are scoring the goals in playoffs you know Tavares Pavelski I don't and we can mention more guys you know really which are grinders you know and well to talking from Toronto side I mean it's already big enough I think and then don't need to try to make it even bigger you know I think they just need to stick to their uh, stick to their game. I think they have played well at home, you know. Uh, they have played well in their building. Uh, I think they just need to continue to do them basically the same thing here. And from well, from Tampa Bay, I mean, it, it, they have played a ton of games, you know. And I mean, to make a third la- uh, round now in the playoffs, I mean, you know, the guys, the guys are getting, you know, the older guys, you know, they are getting like banged up, you know. And uh, every playoff series, it's more. Uh, every playoff every year is more tough and more tough. I mean, for Tampa, I think, you know, because I mean, those are Stanley Cup defending champions and every team will get up to them and play their best hockey. And I think Toronto, I think this is the day for Toronto. They uh, will get it done here against Tampa because we just seen Tampa, you know, I mean, Toronto is just faster, you know, because they are younger, you know, and I think, I think we have seen uh, Matthews and uh, Marner really changing a little bit the game, you know, I mean, Nylander still sometimes doesn't love to go in the board scene, you know. We have seen that thing, but maybe he also avoids an injury, you know. But and that's not what you do in playoffs. But Marner and Matthews, I mean, we have seen some hits from Matthews and that goal which uh, was scored by Marner and Matthews where Marner shot it off the pad, you know. I, I think last year, Marner, Marner would try to pass it, you know, to Matthews there and Matthews would score an empty net goal. And, well, that pass maybe would not go through. This year, you know, you can see that those guys has matured, you know, and uh, they they do the right thing, you know. They shoot that puck off the pad. Matthews get a rebound. He scores. That's what you do in hockey, you know. You try try to play as simple as possible, you know, and not 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 being too fancy and cute, you know. So if Toronto at their own home ice today, don't get too fancy and cute, but 
just continues to do the same thing they are doing in the playoffs. I think they're getting this uh, game done. And uh, I like them. Yeah, I think I like them on the money line here. There we go. So I'm not crazy. Vito likes Toronto as well, minus 125. You know what I'll uh, what I will do because these are game sevens. These are tricky. What I'm probably going to do is I've already got Carolina in the series, so I'm not tying up any more money on Carolina. I'm, I'm just not. I'm fine with them to you know just win the series, win game seven today. I'm fine with that. I'm not adding on or piling on, but I might do a little Toronto and Edmonton uh, money line parlay, small because. Uh, uh, I, uh, yeah, adding about Edmonton, if you're just, I think Dreisaitl has not been on morning skate today. So take a look at that line, can move. Yes, keep an eye on that for sure. Uh, you're, let me just, uh, you're right, I did hear something about, uh, and look, if you watched uh, Leon Dreisaitl, and now as we turn our attention, by the way, to that, by the way, for a couple more props, I still stand by Ilya Mikheyev for the Leafs. Again, he's been fantastic. He's always had a chance to make something happen. Uh, Ilya Mikheyev, Michael Bunting, too for the Leafs, for for a prop, because he's a guy that will go to the net. He has shown that. He gets in there. He gets his nose dirty. He's in the scrums. He's willing to ruffle some feathers uh, out there. Those are the guys that will make an impact usually in a game seven. So uh, point for Tampa. Maybe Kucherov for Tampa, because, look, Kucherov's not had a great series, but he got a huge goal the other night. Maybe he, that propels him here. Kucherov, point for uh, Tampa Bay, Stamkos even, because he's, you know, I think he'd love to beat, you know, the team from his hometown in, in a game seven. And for the Leafs, I'd target Matthews, I'd target Mikheyev, and I'd target Michael Bunting uh, as far as uh, player props go. And hell, if you want to ride the hot hand with John Tavares, who suddenly the last two games has found it offensively for the Leafs, uh, I wouldn't talk you out of doing that here uh, either. All right, let's go to the last game seven of this incredible triple header of game sevens on this Saturday it's the Los Angeles Kings taking on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, we've got Edmonton uh, right now, minus 210 uh, home favorites. Uh, the total right now, six and a half. Six at DraftKings, though. So, again, our great partners here. If you like over in the full game here, go bet it at DraftKings. Uh, it's uh, over six, minus 120 uh, right now. Wow, and- that's a big difference I'm looking at, actually. Yeah, Draft- DraftKings has over six, minus 120, and the rest of the books have... Over six and a half at minus 120. There we go. And look, uh, DraftKings and THPN will love me saying that for sure. That, uh, hey, you've got this opportunity. If you like over six in this game, you can find it at DraftKings uh, and be able to uh, bet it uh, at that number, no question. Um, I do think Edmonton's going to get it done here, but it's with some trepidation, uh, and it is with Leon Dreisaitl's status. You know, Leon Dreisaitl was not 100% in game six, but he battled through it. You could tell he's dealing with something because he looked like he was in significant pain. Uh, Vito just mentioned in terms of the uh, morning skate, uh, he really wasn't uh, he wasn't in it. Now the question is going to end up being, uh, you know, is that just precautionary? Is it just to give him some rest, some maintenance? I would think because it's game seven, he's playing. Like, unless the guy cannot physically move at all to the level that he needs to on the ice, he will find a way to be on the ice and play tonight for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. In a game seven, uh, at home, you know, I think uh, that is going to be uh, something to uh, keep an eye on here in this uh, game tonight. Um, look, Edmonton, I thought they played a very nice game six on the road. You know, backs against the wall. They showed me something, Vito, because game five was a brutal loss because of the way it un- unfolded. You know, yeah. they got behind, came back, got behind again, came back again, tied it at four. They were really all over the Kings and swarming Jonathan Quick. Connor McDavid looked like a man possessed in the third period of game five on the mission <laughs> when they came back to tie that game and then to not even touch the puck in overtime in game five and have LA end it that quickly. Just, I thought it would be a really, really demoralizing loss, potentially tough to bounce back. And they bounce back. McDavid sets the tone with the early goal in game six. Uh, and they, and Mike Smith was solid. And they found a way. So I kind of feel with Toronto and Edmonton, these tortured fan bases in the playoffs for years, they're both ready to take a step uh, in, in this uh, in, in these uh, playoffs and in this first round. I feel better about Edmonton because LA is a little bit more of a younger team outside of Kopitar and Brown and, and a couple and, and a couple of these players that have been around for a while. Um, you know, Toronto, I think, has got the harder game tonight because you're talking about the two-time defending champions who are still very much lo- a loaded hockey team. Uh, but 
you know, I think there's signs that Edmonton's ready. It's just I hate this price. That's I keep coming back to that because it feels like it's going to be tight. It feels like Edmonton's going to uh, if they win. I don't think they're blowing out LA with the style LA plays. So it's one of those situations where you know, for me, it would probably that's why I'm leaning toward the Toronto Edmonton parlay. You know, because look, if you if only one of them wins, you're you're going to lose juice anyway. You might as well just parlay the two of them. Uh, and see if you can get both Edmonton and Toronto home with victories here uh, in uh, Game 7. So that's kind of what I'm looking at doing here uh, with this game. Uh, pretty much that's about it. I mean, by the way, that is around plus 160, uh, a Leaf Oiler bunny line parlay, if uh, you want to go that route. Uh, this is another one where, look, at the, with the 6 at DraftKings, I'm interested in the over. at six, six and a half, not so much. 6, because it's there at DraftKings, I think I'll take a, st- a, a shot with that. Uh, put something on the uh, six that I see at DraftKings to the over in here uh, as well. Uh, the third period over right now, which is currently uh, at around, uh, let me just see. actually, and by the way, I'm on the third period over for Toronto. I'm not sure I said that, but yeah, over two minus 145 for the third period over with Tampa Bay, Toronto, and also over two minus 145 for the third period over with the uh, Kings and the Oilers. Uh, also the draw for Toronto Tampa, like I'm doing what Brett McLean, you know, is doing. I think he's smart to try to give it a shot, the draw in all three games. So I'm on the draw, you know, plus three. Um, let me just see. I got to find the, uh, book that I, it's, there's one specific book that I use for the draws. And because I know I get consistently better prices on the draw at this, at this book, uh, plus three twelve for the draw with Boston, Carolina, uh, plus three. 42 for the draw with Tampa Bay, Toronto, and plus 382 for the draw with LA and Edmonton. So there's some really good prices there. And again, if you sprinkle a little on each game today, each game seven draw to go to overtime, one of them wins. That's it. One of them wins. One of the three goes to overtime. You're profitable. You know, you lose two, you're down minus $200. You win one. You're all of a sudden up over a hundred dollars. That that's all it takes. One of the three game sevens today goes to overtime, uh, and you're profitable with this strategy of putting a little bit on the draw in each of the three games today. It's a great thought, uh, and definitely we'll be doing that here as well with the Kings uh, and the Oilers. Pinnacle, Daniel H. Pinnacle. Uh, that is where um, I went with the uh, draw bets there uh, for the. Uh, for the three game sevens today. So there we go. I think, it's, I know we're talking about tortured fan bases, tortured franchises. They haven't won a thing in these big spots, Toronto and Edmonton. Yet here I am going to stand up on my pulpit here and say that I think they've got a pretty good chance here, maybe to finally end that spell. Yeah. The draw has been a bad bet Jackson in our chat. You're right. It has been, there's been lots of lopsided games. Puck lines have been cashing. I get the sense though, with these games, we're going to see tight games and let's not forget Two one-goal games in a row, Toronto-Tampa. And one of them went to overtime. We saw overtime in Game 5, LA-Edmonton. LA-Edmonton Game 6, Vito, was 2-2. Or, or yeah, it was tied. Uh, 2-2 uh, in the uh, third period with about five minutes left when the Oilers took the lead. It was that close, that game, to go to overtime. So we've seen tight games in particular with Toronto and that series and the Edmonton series lately. So I think it's got a chance to uh, hit at least one to go to overtime today. Vito, what do you think here, though? Game 7, L.A. Edmonton. Well, yeah. <clears throat> First of all, yeah, I need to check on that Dreisaitl thing, definitely. He has been not on the morning uh, skate, you know, so need to follow that thing. And, yeah, well, uh, it's Game 7, and, uh, you know, this price, price, I think, is a little bit ridiculous, you know. Even as good as maybe Oilers are, my Kings are any team which is in a playoff, they deserve to be there, and they can. They're I, not top liver. They played a good series too, the Kings. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, just now, Kempe has been stepping up. You know, so uh, he just now stepped up, scored some goals. I think he will carry on the momentum as well in this game. And uh, well, we again talking about Mike Smith. He's been hot, but there's uh, and again uh, Jonathan Quick on the other side. Uh, so how I see this game going, actually, I think we're gonna have a high-scoring game. And uh, I think it's going to go down to really which goalie will have that crucial save somewhere in the third period, I mean. And uh, I mean, I think Quick in a high-scoring game is actually better goalie than Smith, you know, when it's going to be 3-3 or 4-4. I think 
quick is the side which you want to be on because uh, that guy does not break as easy as I think maybe Smith, you know. And uh, well, anyways, when I saw Smith last game uh, going out from a goal and trying to hit an empty nether, man, you are you are up. Uh, this playoff series, you already made the mistake. Why the hell you would go out and try to score a goal now? That was so risky. I mean, it looks like he does not learn from his mistakes, you know. I mean, it's good to move the puck, you know. It helps the defenseman, you know, to break out. And it's very good that you don't do that in third period, you know, when it's like one or two minutes left. I mean, it's playoffs. Come on, man. Like, that's why maybe he has never been so deep in, in playoff run, you know. So it really comes down to that. So what I see here, I think over six, the DraftKings, which we can see here at minus 120. Again, rest of the books have six and a half. So, and only DraftKings have six. So I think over six is the way to go here. I think it's uh, easy can go over. I mean, we have seen a lot of scoring chance for both teams. Uh, Drew Dowdy is out for all, the, for all all the time for Kings, I mean, and that opens up some, uh, I mean, in the first game, they try to tie it up. But, you know, as we go deeper, deeper in the playoffs, you know, they will start to miss that Drew Doughty and that, that will lead to the scoring chances. And uh, we have seen so many expected goals, especially in these series. And yeah, both goalies are great goalies, but they can easily let in 3-4. And I think both teams are scoring today three goals, for example. So yeah, give me over six in this game and that's my play. Yeah, you aren't kidding. I mean, this has been a surprisingly open series. Not so much from Edmonton, but LA. You know, they've actually they've actually gone on the butt on the uh the horse here and traded chances with the Oilers for a good portion uh, of this series so far uh, in the first six games. So it's been surprisingly a series with more goals in it than we thought uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, that's why it's fascinating. Look, um, that's also why, you know, there's no way I would take Toronto and Edmonton single bets with their tortured past, with their inability to step up in the past it, for me, it's just a, and this is not big time mucho dinero in play for me here. This is a smaller scale bet for me with this Edmonton Toronto two team money line parlay, which is plus 160, which is a good price. That way, because look, I'm going to be down if, even if it goes one and one, let's say Toronto wins, Edmonton loses, or vice versa. Edmonton wins, Toronto loses. If you bet them single, you're going to lose juice. You know, you're going to actually be down uh, and, and be negative uh, in terms of loss. Why, so that's why for me it's an easy decision. Just a small parlay, both win, you know, and it ends up plus one sixty uh, if that happens. So uh, that's the way we're going. And you like the over? I like the over two in this game, over six minus one twenty. And I like the third period over in all three games. I like the draw in all three games. And all we need is one to get profit with the three uh, full game draws here today uh, between the uh, uh, in the three games: Kings, Oilers, Leafs, Lightning, Bruins, and uh, Hurricanes. So a yeah. decent strategy there. Well, I think Tampa Bay and Toronto, I think, could be the closest one which is going to go to OT. Just a little bit about that game more. If Tampa wins, it's going to be, I think, a low-scoring game. And if Toronto wins, it's going to be a high-scoring game. That's what I can see. Yeah, Tampa Bay has won some game sixes and game sevens, like closeout games. They've won, they won one one nothing, I think, against the Islanders, didn't yep. they? Last yep. year or two years. I think it was last year. Game yep. seven was like one nothing, I believe, for uh, Tampa Bay. So... I, I honestly think they don't mind it being tight and low scoring. So I think there's true. Well, that's that. the way they can beat Leafs. I think, you know, they want to play. Not, not, they will not outskate them. You know, Leafs are younger team. They're faster. I think, you know, they will not really outskate them. So they re really need to settle down. I mean, Tampa can do that, you know, and just play, uh, just play simple hockey, as I always say, and uh, not, not, not getting this high scoring game. Cause I think then, Actually, Leafs will uh, win, but Tampa can win in a low-scoring game because they also have a little, I think, goalie advantage. Yeah, Victor Arvidsson's out. Uh, someone asking in the chat, Victor Arvidsson won't be back. He's out for the for at least tonight. If they win this game and they go to the second round, LA, they're hoping Arvidsson will be back for for that. But he he will not be in tonight. For for props tonight, for me, it's really it's Kopitar, it's Kempe, it's Moore, it's Dano, it's and it's Grundstrom. He's been moved up to the second line. Witness the power of Grundstrom. Carl Grundstrom has been moved up the lineup, and in the three games, he's gotten three goals and four points uh, in the three games for the LA Kings. So Grundstrom props, yes, and value, because look, he's been moved up, and he's made things happen, and he's not getting priced like it. So this is a good prop game for LA, because Kopitar, we can trust him in a game seven. He's been through this many times. We know Kempe's capable. We know how great Trevor Moore has been in this series. Philip Deneau is always a threat both ends of the ice, and even his offensive game has had a resurgence this year. 
and Carl Grundstrom props simply because of the impact he's made since he's been moved up to the second line uh, for the LA Kings. For Oilers props in this game, uh, it would be Yamamoto again. He had a million chances the other night. I don't, I don't feel bad that I bet Yamamoto props in game six, even though he didn't score a point and didn't score a goal. He had a bunch of chances. He had a bunch of good looks. He's still going to be on the first line tonight with um, – McDavid and Kane, it looks like. Dreisaitl with Nugent, Hopkins, and Hyman. Uh, that appears to be the second line that Jay Woodcroft uh, is going to go with tonight. So I still feel like Yamamoto props didn't work last game, didn't work out last game. But uh, as long as he's going to get that top line right wing role next to Connor McDavid, you know, he's going to get his looks. He's going to get his chances. Uh, and I think definitely you're going to see that from him tonight. So those are the props I like in that. LA uh, Edmonton game tonight. Great stuff, Vito. I can't wait. It's a great day for anybody that's a hockey fan and a hockey better uh, that we have three game sevens today and we're going to have two more game sevens uh, on Sunday and we'll be back tomorrow to break those down. Noon Eastern time. Vito will be back with me and we will have a special, at least we're expected to have a special guest, but I I think this guy's uh, not uh, is good is going to be in. Uh, and won't need to uh, reschedule for him. But uh, yes, Perry Doriso is going to join us tomorrow uh, as our special guest. Uh, he's been a uh, pro hockey player for years. Uh, he's been retired, though, now for a few years. But uh, looking forward to having him on the show to break down the Sunday games uh, on the Ice Guys tomorrow. Two more Game 7s, Penguins-Rangers, followed by Stars and Flames. Uh, and we will uh, break down those games and preview them from a betting perspective tomorrow. Uh, on the Sunday edition of the Ice Guys at this same time, noon Eastern. All right, before we get to best bets, we want to remind you, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and win $150 in free bets. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state, uh, you can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, use the promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older, must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right. Best bets to wrap it up for this Saturday, this awesome Saturday ahead of the triple header game seven action uh, here in the first round. Cannot wait. Uh, Vito, let's start with you. What do you like for uh, best bet? Uh, Yeah, well... We talked about the three games and uh, actually which most I like for the best bet. I would go with the, uh, um, well, I cannot decide. I, I Let me give two best bets. Let me give Kings, Kings, uh, Oilers over six. And I like Carolina on the money line. All right. Carolina money line minus 140 uh, and LA Edmonton over six minus 120. Two best bets for Vito uh, on this uh, Saturday, game seven Saturday. Uh, and, uh, that, I've done that before too. two best bets when I can't decide between them. So yeah, that's n- nothing wrong with that. I've done that a bunch. No question. Uh, my best bet is, uh, look, I'm going to rock with it again. It's five and a half. It's five and a half again with this total, the Bruins and the hurricanes. Now I like Carolina, but I'm not betting Carolina in game seven. I've got them in the series. I think Carolina might've been my best bet if I was betting Carolina in game seven, but I'm not because I've already got them in the series. So I'm not going to go with Carolina as a best bet, even though I do like them to win game seven today. But I will go with the over, because I am betting the over. Five and a half, full game, over five and a half, minus 115, Boston, Carolina. Uh, Again, we look at the series. Uh, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I said that about the Rangers-Penguins last night, or on yesterday's show. Every game had gone over the total. I'm not expecting things to change. It's just devolved into one of those series where we've seen both teams have offensive success against the opponent. And same with Carolina, Boston, every game in this series has had at least six goals, five, one, five, two, four, two, five, two, five, one, five, two. Those have been the scores, all of them getting to at least six goals. And that's all we need to cash another over in this series today in game seven. So 
Boston, Carolina, over five and a half, minus 115. Uh, that is going to be my best bet here for this Game 7 Saturday uh, on the ice, guys. That'll wrap it up. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. We appreciate it. Hit the like button on the way out. Over 200 live viewers. We appreciate it so much. Thank you for the support. A million times over. The Ice Guys is growing. The, the, the subscribers to the YouTube channel growing. The video views daily. The numbers keep going up. Same with the podcast downloads. And it's not possible without you uh, joining us every day. And we appreciate that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, guys, you can definitely also go and uh, make a follow on the Twitter, guys. I post all my plays always for free, as well as I'm going to jump in the World Championship now, you know. Uh, yep. We'll be watching the first games, and now I can also start betting on World Championship. So there's going to be a lot of action for hockey. Absolutely, and I think your uh, home homeland is uh, in action right now. I believe Latvia is just about to start. In 20 minutes, game. yeah. In 10 yep. minutes, yeah. Yep, yep. Go Latvia. Let's go. Get it done. Well, again, the Finland, you know. Yeah. <laughs> one, I think Finland won, won the Olympic gold. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why they're so big favorites, you know. Yeah, yeah. But Latvia is a gutsy, hard-nosed, tough team. You know, Maris Likens didn't have the best game yesterday against USA. Let it, letting some softies. Let's see uh -oh. what he does today. That's Merz Likens. He can have some really rough games, and then he can he can stand on his head and look spectacular at yeah. times. Uh, he's capable of that. So hopefully, it's the good Elvis uh, in the building uh, today for uh, Latvia. Uh, as they take on Finland in the World Hockey Championship. All right, great stuff, Beto. Awesome show, and we're back to do it all again tomorrow uh, on Sunday at noon Eastern with our special guest, Perry DeRiso, uh, joining us as well. So make sure you join us for the Sunday edition of the Ice Guys. For Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Oh, by the way, the Ice Guys uh, are on seven days a week live, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form, in all major on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Vito, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday. Enjoy the triple header uh, of Game 7s. Cannot wait. And we will be back tomorrow on Sunday, noon Eastern, for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.